Hi there, this is Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to the Digging Deeper video series. This is video number seven, Less BS. We're gonna talk about uh, how to get rid of some of the BS that's in our playing. And one of the ways we're gonna do that today is by talking about essentially the DNA of jazz. What makes up most jazz songs? One of the most important elements is the one, six, two, five progression. So we're gonna go through a great exercise. This is the first video. The next video is gonna dig in a little deeper. Uh, but today, we're going to talk about that progression and how to use this idea uh, to sculpt our lines a little bit better. Get rid of the extraneous, get rid of the BS that's in there that isn't serving anything very well. All right. So before we dig into that, um, I want to talk about two things very quickly. First of all, I love doing these videos. I'm having a blast doing these for you. And I mean like literally you sitting there watching this video. This stuff is so ridiculously specific that for you to have watched this far, this is meaningful to you, right? And uh, I love that. I love that, that people care so much about this stuff. So I'm talking about the jazz professionals and teachers like myself who are watching these videos, but also mostly the adult amateurs out there who are fierce about this music and really want to get some great information. So I'm, I'm very proud and actually stunned by the fact that thousands of people watch these videos each week. But again, what that tells me is there are so many of us out there of a like mind who really care about playing and studying and teaching this stuff at a deeper level. That's pretty astounding. And when we think about all of us out there uh, who need to be connected, right? What we could do if we get this together, right? We all have this desire. It doesn't matter about ability level, right? Uh, to me, the best student is someone who's intense about it. They can be intense about learning the C major scale. I love that. I've taught grad students that don't have that. It's not the same. It doesn't matter the level of stuff I'm talking about. It's the intensity of the student. So that's who you guys are, right? You don't want to be competent at this stuff. You're going for that last 10 or 15 or 20%, right? So that's exciting. So I'm exciting in a long-term way about connecting all these great professional teachers and musicians with all these really, really hungry adult amateurs. Fanatics at all different levels. So that's exciting and that's coming soon. We're going to talk more about that coming up. Second thing I want to talk to you about is a lot of people have been asking me about equipment. And I do want to talk to you about Gonzalez Reeds. This is what I've used. I've used every major brand. I've been doing this for like 35 years. I've used every major brand and, you know, they, they've been just fine. I started using Gonzalez Reeds three years ago. Somebody gave me a box and recommended them. And I love them. And so that's all I've used for three years. And so recently I've gotten in contact with the factory. And what we're going to try to do for you guys is get a good system for everybody to be able to get the read. So I'm talking about an online store in Canada, an online store in the United States, an online store in Europe. And here's the thing. I want to be able to offer you a discount code to uh, get like preferred pricing on these things. Um, so the Jazz Cut is called Local 627. So th those are the jazz reads. They also make uh, very fine classical reads as well. Anyway, Gonzalez reads. So just stay tuned. I'll be telling you more about those. And like I say, I've been playing them for years and I'm excited to you know help those guys spread the word. Okay, so let's talk about this less BS business here, right? We want to try to sculpt our lines a little bit more. So what we're going to do, I'm, I'm going to put a progression up there on the screen for you. And it's a simple one, six, two, five, progression, the turnaround, 
right? This is the basis of I got rhythm chord changes and so, so many standards, right? So today I'm gonna to be playing in C on the tenor saxophone. That's B flat concert if you have perfect pitch. But just to keep things simple, let's just do it in the key of C. So there's essentially no accidentals, right? So here is the exercise. Number one on the screen, you can see that, uh, that item there. So what it is, is I'm going to improvise over those four chord changes. Not rocket science, right? But here's the thing, it's the intensity that I wanna talk about. So here's the exercise. Do that over and over and over every day, okay? I'm talking about 40 or 50 times. Do it slowly. However quick you were thinking or however slow you were thinking, it wasn't slow enough. Slowly. It has to be unaccompanied. No play along, no uh, backing track. If you're a piano player, you don't get to comp for yourself. Same with guitarists. I'm gonna recommend chord tones to begin with, and we'll explain why right away. Um, and in B flat concert, I'm gonna be playing in my key of C. And don't go on to other keys. That's the first thing nine out of 10 teachers are gonna tell you. Oh yeah, and learn it in 12 keys. No, don't learn it in 12 keys. We're gonna get there. We're digging deeper holes in this video series, right? Don't dig 12 holes and then get on the gig, practice a little bit in 12 keys, get on the gig and you can't play in any of them. We've all done that before, right? So how about get super competent in one key and then take those wins to the next 11 keys and it goes quicker, okay? So um, the handout on the screen. That is something I'd love to send you if, if uh, you need it. It's really very simple, but I'm happy to send it to you. Uh, the email address is diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. So uh, you can always email me there. So let me do this. Let me play an example of what I'm talking about. So I'm just gonna play item number one, and I'm just gonna play it over and over again, and uh, I'm gonna try to nail these chord changes. Here I go. Two, three, four. <laughs> changes. I mean somebody that knows something about something. If they walk into the room as I'm playing, they can tell what I am playing. They could transcribe the chord changes from what I am playing, right? So there was no BS in there. You may have liked that solo or not. There's some subjective stuff in there, but objectively speaking, there was zero BS and I think I did a pretty good job of nailing the changes. Now, they're all diatonic, right? Meaning the C major, the A minor, the D minor, the G7. The standard scales for those are all the white notes on the piano, diatonic. So I could have played this. Those were all quote unquote right notes. They would have fit every single chord scale, right? Yet you couldn't tell anything from that. I tried to swing and it was about it, right? So that was a whole ton of BS, not very melodic either, right? So it didn't even have any good melodic contour shape to it. So this is the exercise. It's about getting our heads straight, right? It's about resolutions and things like that. It's, it's less about fingers, okay? So um, that's the exercise, that is it. It's gonna be really easy, you're gonna wanna break five or six of those rules immediately. 
don't do it. Do that over and over. I can't tell you how many thousand times I've done this exercise. I'm talking about hundreds of hours in one or two keys, right? So that's what I'm talking about. This is a great way to spend five minutes, okay? So let's move on to uh, a couple of the other, um, uh, number two, three, four on the sheet. Number two, as you will see, the only difference is that the sixth chord, the, set, the second chord in the progression, it's the sixth chord relative to the root, is now dominant. So that is the way most jazz players, I think, will play a one, six, two, five progression. Even if it says A minor, I'm very often gonna play A7. That C sharp, that one different note, takes me out of the key of C. It gives a great resolution. It gives more shape, more sculpting to that line. Let me play some of that. And you should be able to hear a difference. It's gonna be subtle, but I hope you hear it. One, two, the same, right? But I want you to treat those as separate exercises. So many people would combine those and just make them into one big thing. When I actually separated those exercises, to begin with, I didn't know why. I was just, my instinct was that would be a good thing to do. Well, actually, after a while, it fine-tuned my ear. There's real ear training going on. And the melodies I'm able to create are different with the A minor versus the A7. Super subtle, but so, so, so important. And for many of us, we're only gonna get there after a lot of playing of this. You're not gonna be able to do those two progressions back and forth tonight and be done. If you are, congratulations, <laughs> you're awesome. Uh, that was not my experience. I'm open to you being more awesome than me though. So I'm, I'm down for that if that's the way it goes. Okay, so now the third uh, item on the sheet, I've added flat nines to the two dominant chords. C major, A7 flat nine. D minor, G7 flat nine. What a hugely important note. So many bebop lines that we hear use that flat nine. And it's, it's awesome for so many reasons. It, it, again, introduces all sorts of great voice leading that wasn't there before. Some very strong resolutions to the next chord. It introduces a diminished aspect to the dominant chords. There's a lot in there. Let me give that a play for you. One, two, three. <laughs> so far has been a chord tone relative to what I'm doing. So you can make a lot of good music with those chord tones. And now there is no BS in there. There is nothing wasted. Everything is sculpted. And anybody with any kind of ears would be able to tell exactly what I'm playing. Or if you saw it written out, it would not be hard to analyze, right? So that's it. So the, the idea today is we're getting rid of the BS. Does this make for great art? Eh, maybe not. Uh, but it makes for really perfect, correct music. And if we know how to get there, right, then we use our artistic impulse to mold and to add and to subtract and things like that. 
But wow, if you know how to do this, you're a way, way down the road on this kind of stuff. Let me do the fourth one for you. So all I did now is added a sharp five on the G7 chord. And that's, it's a note that I love to hear on a five one. It's, it just creates, again, a nice voice leading shape. This would be a fabulous one, again, to attune your ears to what a sharp five sounds like. You've seen it written on chord changes and maybe you know what to do with it or not. Maybe there's a scale that you go to, the you know, the altered scale or the whole tone scale or something to get that sound. How about, you know, learning what that note actually does, how it voice leads. So let me do that one, number four. One, two, three, and. exercise. It couldn't be simpler. The exercise is actually just pick number, for me, number two. Pick number two or number three and do that for weeks. Week in, week out. I'm talking about at least, definitely do not leave the, the key of B flat this week. Stay in that one key and fine-tune your ears. Let your brain and your ears get connected. Then when you can do it in the key of B flat, what's another popular jazz key? Well, Key of F is pretty popular, key of C. You get it. I wouldn't go around the circle of fourths in that order of keys because that's not the order that we see them the most. I'm pragmatic. I don't have hours a day to practice. So I want to set myself up for success on the gig tonight, right? So that's the way to do it. Okay, well, uh, I told you that next week we're going to take this exercise and really expand it. So that's good news, bad news. Good news because it's pretty cool. You're going to want to see that. Bad news because I wish I could wait three months to do part two. I can, but that would be a little weird. So um, the only downside is, is some, for some of us, that'll be a rush. But a rush in that I want us to spend more time on this. But we're going to go on to part two next week. It's, uh, it's very cool where it goes and gets very advanced very, very quickly. So thank you for tuning in to the Digging Deeper Jazz Series. There's so many videos on the uh, YouTube channel, Jeff Antoniak Educator. Uh, this is, we're getting close to 50 videos, I think. So I sure appreciate you tuning in. And again, I want to get you folks connected. I want to know who you are. I want to know what you're doing and find a way to get us all connected. And so one of the ways I can do that is send me an email, diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com and we'll get this going on. If you're a jazz pro, if you're a teacher, I want to talk to you about the kind of work that I'm doing with these adult students and how we can get you up and running with it too. So thank you so much. It's a blast doing this stuff. Uh, please share these videos. Please let people know about the channel and we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Let's be S. Thank you.